Welcome, everyone, to the Tim and John Show, episode 43. I'm Tim Pichot with the Liberty Advisor. We've got John Snice and the Economic Truth. And on the ones and twos, we've got Arthur Diamond Hands or Dolly or whatever he's going by these days helping us out. Uh, we're both rocking uh, our uh, weak attempts at the beard. I guess maybe all three of us right now trying to uh, rock that summer beard. But, you know, basically, uh, we haven't been doing Tim and John shows because the Tim side of the equation I uh, was basically taking a break this summer and, you know, I, I don't really like getting into all like the day-to-day -day daily news BS that's going on because, you know, there's like bigger issues that are out there and like we sort of already know where things are going and like where it's eventually going to be. And so, you know, until there's like material changes, uh, you know, I didn't want to just be out there, you know, into the news every day, but, you know, we're going to get into, you know, is the market going to crash What to look for? I mean, I, I feel like every single time I go on like any sort of mainstream financial site it's constantly talking about like oh is the market going to pull back five percent or ten percent or fifteen percent or twenty percent doesn't matter if it's on like yahoo finance or market watch or cnbc or any of these other places like they're constantly putting that out there so why are they doing that uh also going to get into the two anniversaries that no one is talking about so you know obviously you know people are talking about 9 11 uh the big 20-year anniversary that just passed uh last or you know a few days ago also going to get into a little bit about the debt ceiling debate what the Federal Reserve is up to, uh, some hypocrisies of the day relating to the uh, the pandemic. But I think first, you know, I just want to kind of give like a, a like a higher overview of the uh, stock market and, you know, is it going to crash? And, and actually, like when I take a look at the stock market, the main thing I'm looking for isn't even the stock market. It's really taking a look at the bond market. So right now we're over at tradingeconomics.com. I've got it on the uh, the five year right now. And so you're taking a look, uh, you know, where things are right now at the 10 year treasury, we're at 1.3. And basically, you know, I think, you know, anything, you know, below 1.5, you know, we're sort of like in that green zone, we're in the safe zone, we're on the risk on zone, in my opinion. And then once you start getting, you know, 1.5 to 1.75, you know, you're probably getting to be more of like the yellow zone. And then, you know, 1.75 to two, you're probably more like in that pink zone. And then above two, you're really into that red zone. Now, uh, which is, you know, danger, obviously risk off, but, you know, a couple of years ago, the red zone was more like 3% and who knows, like two years from now, the red zone might be 1% and it might be 0.5% and it might be 0.2% and it might be, you know, just anything. And basically when you're taking a look at where like the, uh, like what the inflation is right now, like even the admitted number, I'm not sure like the exact number, it's like five point, let's say it's 5.3. Uh, and if yeah, I think it was 5.4. Uh, yeah, yeah, so the, the admitted just, one, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you got a 10 year treasury at you know 1.3 and inflation's over five, I mean, you're basically losing 4% a year holding on yep. to a government bond, like even with their own bullshit numbers, their rosy numbers. But you know, what happened back, uh, you know, in October 2018? That's when Jerome Powell said we're on autopilot and that you know we're going to raise rates by a quarter of a point. Uh, you know, every quarter. And obviously I knew that was bullshit. I had a client video that came out the day before, before I even said that saying there's no way that they could, uh, you know, raise rates and, and keep selling 50 billions of dollars a month, bonds a month. So what they do, they went and they, you know, once uh, the market started crashing right around 20%. And so, you know, it was the bond market that led the market to go down about 20%. And then what happened? You had, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve stopped selling $50 billion of dollars a month. The Plunge Protection Team, aka the Presidential Working Group on Markets or something like that, which was aka the uh, Plunge Protection Team, came out on the 26th of January. Uh, Mnuchin, they all came out. The whole cavalry was there. And they basically, you know, started rigging things to, you know, have the market go back up. Then take a look at, you know, March of, uh, you know, 2020, you had the Fed coming in. Know, buying up you know trillions of dollars of corporate bonds and you know reneging and uh, negging on every single thing that they said they're going to do in the past and all of a sudden you know then the market goes back up because they print trillions of dollars so you know like anyone that's looking for like any headline they have the market go down like i don't know what headline you're looking for i mean if you would have told somebody three years ago oh yeah we're gonna have like a global pandemic and it's gonna last at least you know two years and you're gonna have millions of people unemployed and then trump's gonna lose and then they're gonna contest the election and then a bunch of QAnon people are gonna storm the capitol and then uh it's gonna have a whole big melee and then you know and then just think of like every single thing that's gone on uh you would probably think that that would be like terrible news for the market but yet the market kept going higher and higher and higher because the only thing that matters is, is the Fed printing money? Are they going to keep printing money? I mean, that is the entire thing you need to watch out for. It doesn't matter like, oh, what this puppet said or that puppet said. The only 
puppet that matters is Jerome Powell. Are they going to keep printing money? And then, okay, let's play it out. The market does go down 20%. What are they going to do? Uh, John, what do you think they're going to do? Uh, they're probably going to, oh, too bad we don't have our money guns right here. They're probably going to print more fucking money. That's what they're going to do. Like, oh, yeah, it's pretty, be- it's pretty obvious what they're going to do. They're going to print uh, more, well, actually more central bank reserves. It's not, well, they actually did print uh, base money as well because it went into the market. Like they basically bailed. Uh, everybody out through different programs that they had, of course, uh, the Main Street lending program and others that they had in the United States. And then the direct, you know, uh, deposit of, uh, was it 700, 13, 1400 and so on into people's accounts. So, of course, that money is direct money printing because it goes directly into the economy. It will be spent into the economy, creates direct inflation for people. Meanwhile, you have on the other side, you get the asset price inflation with everybody is putting money, um, getting bailed out, uh, the big banks and everybody. As we saw, you know, there was a massive, I have my, uh, just one second, I'm going to pull up my uh, little uh, chart that I got going here, which is, you know, the central banks, uh, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. And if I, uh, I don't know if you want me to uh, show it at all, Tim, or. Oh, we want to see it. Let's. Let's whip it out. Let's see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna whip it out. <laughs> yeah. So here, here we can see, you know, the 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 whole taper that happened, right? Like it started, uh, started back in uh, when was it? It started around 2017, right, Tim? Is that correct? And then, I think, yeah, basically kind of peaked out there, 4.45, 4.5 ish, and then they tapered it down to about 3.76 and then of course as you see that that's the 16th of and september that wasn't really like a classic tape that were, they were actually like selling bonds and now like when they talk about yeah. taper they're just talking just to make a distinction for the uh for the listeners like now when they're talking about tapering they're, they're talking about uh right now they're printing 120 billion dollars a month and they're talking about having it not printing as much whereas in before they were actually selling yeah. at first like 10 billion then 20 billion then 30 billion then 40 billion then 50 billion well yeah you could billion and then it yeah. ended and you can clearly see here, if you look at the chart, like look at the difference here, you know, like this, that was the, over here is the intervention, you know, from uh, 2008. It looks like, it looks like nothing compared to, like, look at now, you know, like how it actually went sideways for a while. It barely moved. And what you know, happened when it went up. sideways? What happened when it went sideways? And, and I've, you know, something I, I touched on in my Anarchy Poco yeah. presentation in 2020 is that every other central bank basically then started printing, yeah, they, picking up all the slack. So it's like basically it was like a hot potato that was going around. Yeah. And when it, once it was the, uh, you know, the, when it wasn't the Fed's turn anymore, then it was the Bank of Japan. Then it was the European Central Bank, which was basically, you know, not even within like their mandate to even do such a thing. Uh, but, you know, they all, they're always pulling rabbits out of their hats every single time. And, you know, another article that you had showed me was, uh, you know, Feds, Kaplan, and Rosegrant to sell all stocks amid ethics concerns. I mean, they're, they're going to sell Oops. like their individual names, but they're not going to be selling, uh, they're not, they're not going to be selling their, uh, you know, yeah. the main, you know, they're not like just doing all the cash, but like, think about it, like a lot of these guys are worth, uh, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And so like Jerome Powell is worth tens of millions of dollars. So you got all these fed shares worth tens of millions of dollars. Like you think they're just going to go like shoot themselves in the foot and stop printing money and cause like their own net worth to plummet. Like, no, they're not. I mean, maybe now they will not, they're selling it all. And maybe they'll wait to go, you know, buy the dip or something. But... Uh, maybe he'll buy some gold and then he'll sell it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is like, even if, you know, cause I was saying, okay, the fed's going to print more money. Like, even if we're wrong, okay, we're wrong. The entire system implodes. Uh, in and out, in and out itself, they're waiting there with a central bank digital currency, and then all of us, you know, people that were paying attention to John and I and buying uh, precious metals and buying, and more importantly, you know, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. In my opinion, that would probably make those go stratospheric through the roof. Uh, and so, you know, there's many different ways to sort of play this and try to be safe, but you know, ultimately, you know, there's only so many things that the Fed can do, uh, so many tools in their toolbox, so much ammo that they, that they have, which is maybe now goes to uh, the uh, the Twitter image that, that John showed, where let me uh, let me get back to this, where there was a, a, a something that John showed me, where this is the new head of the Afghani Central Bank. For those of you who are uh, listening to us, we've got a picture of basically uh, some Taliban guy with uh, you know an. Hey, at least he looks like a, what a central banker really is, Tim. Come on, a terrorist. He looks yeah. like a real central bankster. Yeah, well, I was I was <laughs> a financial terrorist. There you go. You have one there, right there. 
that's an example of what they actually are. Now, maybe you guys don't know this. Maybe, like, I don't know, maybe listen. Just, yeah, so, I mean, I was always calling him Bernanke, Osama Ben Bernanke. So, um, so I don't oh, know if you guys... I, is, that, is that Ben Bernanke? Did he, did he actually, like, just... Uh, he's growing a beard, Did he sneak too, over there? Is he, he's is he in disguise? Uh, but, but anyways, I mean, the big problem they have right yeah. now... Like, so, the State Department came out. I don't know if you guys heard this. This is, like, actually real, and I, I saw the... Somebody posted a tweet and I went back to go find it and see if it was actually like it wasn't like the Babylon Bee and that it was actually real. But the State Department, their main concern right now with the Taliban government is that it's an all male Taliban government. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, what do you expect? They have like Sharia law, you idiots. It's like, Sorry it's like wait a minute. <laughs> the terrorists are all men. Like, we need to at least yeah. have some women in the terrorist yeah, government. I need someone. That's like their fucking problem. So, I mean, uh, and, and you know, you know what's even more hilarious is that it's Libya all over again because guess what? Where the goal that the Afghanis have is the New York Fed in the basement, <laughs> just like the Libyan gold. <laughs> That's oh, where's that now? Is it still there? Is it actually in the Libyans' hands? Ah, I mean, not. I just thought that that was like just way yeah. too rich to not to not cover. Oh, uh, that's pretty hilarious. Another thing, another thing in terms of like you know way too rich uh, is you know. This was uh, who was I mean, let me I should have I should have like figured out who said this, but one of like the commerce secretary, yeah, the U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo told Yahoo Finance live in an interview, higher taxes are necessary to invest and compete globally. U.S. Commerce Secretary. So I guess I should just read the headline. And I think they actually changed this headline because originally it wasn't uh, to invest and compete. Originally it was higher taxes are necessary to compete globally. And so, yeah, everybody knows the higher business taxes is, 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 is like the one missing ingredient here that America that makes needs. a real good economy. You know, the higher the taxes, you know, like look at, uh, look at Norway, how well we're doing, you know, uh, Oh, the reason why we're doing well is because we're pumping oil out of the ground. You know, we have our natural resource that we've been suckling on forever and creating a social, like semi-socialist, like they're, they kind of like their socialist regime is fell a little bit apart in Norway and then we got in like conservatives, but now we actually had a, our election uh, was yesterday and the Labour Party took over again. So more, you know, my mom was pretty happy because like, yeah, they're going to tax the rich, she said. And uh, I was like, yeah, you remember that the, that's the same party that uh, you are now in the 51% tax bracket, mom. Uh, you know, like you pay 51% tax as a cleaning lady. You're aware of that? So uh, that kind of that kind of like caught her a little bit off guard, because <laughs> yeah, she's always complaining about taxes. So tax the rich, also known as fund government atrocities. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. There's been a lot of really good memes uh, going around with the. AOC. Oh, we had the AOC yeah, AOC at the Met Gala the other day. Was it yesterday or, uh, you know, tax the rich? Yeah, yep. that was just yeah, just the other day, and, and I, I like the memes. It was like you know, Epstein didn't kill himself, and they had they had, they had a lot, they had a lot, uh, you know, tax oh, that was another fun. great one I saw. But yeah, they had they had a bunch of like really really good ones. Yeah, don't wear uh, white white clothing. That's a warning to all of you scumbags out there. It's gonna yeah, come back got, at you. Yeah, we've also got you know on deck. You Yellen warns U.S. on track to default in October. I mean, does anyone honestly think they're going to default? I mean, obviously, you know, every single time. I, mean, I don't even know why they even have a debt ceiling. And then, I mean, what would the Republicans do when they were in office? They made it. I think they. I think they technically suspended it. Where once we got yeah. to this point, like wherever we're at, was the new ceiling, uh, which was you know such a cowardly move. I mean, you might as well just like end it. I mean, it's it's just. Well, like, is, is it the debt ceiling on the Tower of Babel? On the Tower of Babel or something? You know, like they continue to build it, but it becomes more and more and unsustainable. You know, you can only build a building so high before it collapses, guys. You know, to make an analogy here. <laughs> well, I think the Tower of Babel yeah. analogy is because they, they were speaking different languages, I think was the uh, biblical story with that one. But yeah, I get the point. But I mean, they're all, it's all, yeah. you know, a foundation of, uh, you know, the foundational root of money right now, not really money, but of current, of the currency that we have right now yeah. is debt. And so, you know, you're building an infrastructure on top, foundation on top of like quicksand, basically, that you can never get out of and and most people don't even know and i'm doing this off like the top of my head right now but when like we're they basically have already like ran out of money but like what they do when they're running out of money 
is like the first thing they do is they take, I believe it's called the G fund, which is like the money market fund that I think black. The treasurer will generate general account TGA. Is that what they uh, this is for? It's for like the retire. It's for the, like the pension account of the, uh, of the, the, of the government pension. They basically take the G fund of the, the treasury fund of the, uh, of the pensioners, like if if somebody's like in the military or somebody works for the government and they have money like in there to be safe and to keep in the money market, well, the government just fucking steals that like every year or two. Into the se- is that them. the senator's money too? Oh no, wait, they probably have their own funds. They probably have a different pen. Who knows? But yeah. that's probably more like a pension guaranteed yeah. payout. Where this is like if you have it's sort of like their version of a four hundred one k. I think it's either like four hundred three b or four hundred seven. I mean, I'm not. I mean, it probably could be either depending on what they're doing. But anyways. Uh, it's the people that want to be safe and put their money in money markets. They basically then like rob that first. And then there's like a whole like series of things that they do. And they, you know, then they borrow money from over here and rob Peter to pay Paul. And then like this debt default in October, which, you know, basically 0% chance of probably happening is, you know, at the point when they're like, they're at the absolute limit of, uh, and I did, I did a, like several years ago, I did a blog post on that. I'm just trying like, probably did like five years ago. So I'm just trying to say that off memory right now. Uh, but yeah, I would say, yeah. but I mean, is this like how you should be managing things as a world reserve currency? You're just going to go, well, oh, yeah, well uh, let, let's compare it to him because you're talking, you're on that topic of, you know, government spending. Well, let's see how they're doing compared to uh, other nations, you know, the, uh, the America. Uh, and uh, yeah, we look at here, Venezuela is on top government uh, deficit of minus 29.9. It's pretty high. Uh, and then you have the Maldives under there, 20, minus 27.5. Uh, the Seychelles at 19.10. Actually, they had, uh, they're had they the most vaccinated uh, in the world. Cuba, uh, minus 17, uh, 17.70. Iraq, minus 17.50. Lebanon, minus 16.50. And oh, here's a, here's a nation that should be up there. What is going on? Canada. Is laying at my uh, minus fifteen point nine budget deficit this year. Oh, and <laughs> it's right below us. It's the America, and it's uh, negative fourteen point nine percent. And that's the world reserve currency, guys. You know, yeah, you gotta well, wake up here. Be, I mean, it's not gonna be the world reserve currency forever, and that's no. sort of the world that we're <laughs> planning on. I mean, yeah. I would be. You know, they're going to try to do some sort of problem reaction solution to get the central bank digital currency. And that's like one of the main reasons why I'm not doing videos because like I wasn't doing it because like I already know what the end game is. Like the end game is, and actually we're, as I think, uh, Archer Diamond Hands is coming out with a video and might already be up. I'm not sure. On, uh, I was doing a walk and talk with the end game. And, and that gets into more like tinfoil hat stuff and talking about transhumanism and lots of stuff that I'm sure isn't, you know, appropriate for, uh, you know, they tube over here. But, uh, but anyway, so you guys just go and check that out. Uh, but you know, the end game is ultimately getting everyone to track, trace, and surveil all their currency. You know, even like the former head of, uh, or the current head of the Bank of International Settlements, Augustus Carstens, that guy's always talking about. Uh, well, when he's not talking about food, probably because the guy's like 400 fucking pounds. But when he's not talking about food, he's talking we about how they global can block, control. We need to block financial transactions. Uh, We've got the technology now to control people, and we want to know, you know, this hundred dollar bill or this this thousand dollar peso who it's going to and now we've got the means through technology to do that and so they want to have you all you know sucking from the government tea getting universal basic income and you know and they're basically going to create like a two-tiered america where you're either getting like super rich from you know being in, in the equity markets owning real assets and seeing those you know hyper inflate or disinflate you know a lot as we print more and more money or, you know, you're part of the lower class is getting paid off and getting paid, you know, hundreds of dollars a month for each child that you have and get, getting all this stimulus, which will probably be increased. And then eventually, you know, once they get everybody on the dole, they'll start uh, social engineering people and saying, oh, hey, well, guess what? You know, uh, you didn't get the vaccine or you didn't get this or that. So, you know, we're not going to give you uh, any money. So what are we looking at now, John? Well, also, just one thing before I mention this, uh, uh, you know, they just increased the food stamps by 25%, didn't they, as well? Yeah. Uh, just as another one, right? So, uh, the like, it, it's like central bank digital currencies are just about full control, basically. That's what they want. And and I, I covered that, you know, I, I did a presentation on 2018. I know you've done several uh, talks about that too, Tim, as well. Uh, so we've been on a ball. We knew that this was coming. Uh, and uh, actually, it's, uh, you know, they're they're hiring. You know, if you want to uh, be a globalist scumbag, you should come over to Canada 
because they're hiring project uh, architect CBDC at the Bank of Canada. And uh, if you want to uh, be a business design lead, you know, you can join the team of oppression. And so right now you are on a like a careers, what is it, careers.bankofcanada.ca. Yeah, this is Bank of Canada's web, uh, own website, guys. And of course, at the bottom here too, there's another. I don't think, are they the same? Yeah, there's a, they're, they're hiring several solutions architects uh, for central bank digital currency. So it's basically, uh, they're, they're getting closer. <laughs> You know they're they're getting very close here in Canada as well. Like we're in we're in dire straits. They they just had an, and that probably lead us into you know you're talking about inflation uh, as well. It leads us into Canada, and I think I shared an article with you that Canada. It was I think it was yesterday or day before where we suddenly uh, hit 4.1 percent official inflation here in Canada, and it's the highest inflation in 18 years uh, in, in Canada. Uh, so. Uh, I think they're starting to get in a lot of trouble because our real estate market is just blood red hot. Uh, and, and the two, uh, especially the two major cities, Vancouver and Toronto, but it's spilled over everywhere. Like right around, uh, just uh, two streets, uh, no, two houses down from me, Tim, there was a house that sold $50,000 Canadian dollars over asking. Uh, <laughs> that is not very usual around there. We, we live in a retirement community. It's very just slow and steady, you know, uh, barely prices barely go up, but I think prices are up like 15, 20% just in our neighborhood here as well. Uh, so it's pretty uh, mind blowing to see that. And of course they had another uh, sub development down here that had one house on it until uh, we hit COVID and then suddenly exploded like 16 lots just bought up like that. And, and you've seen that of course, people, I think a lot of people want to get out of the cities too, because of the moronic, uh, you know, measures that we have with COVID here. So that's a, that's a, it's a two-sided thing where people want that and they would just want to, uh, you know, since they are not having to go back to work, a lot of them, uh, they're going to just, you know, stay on the, in their house on the countryside and, and, and live at a pretty nice place right by the lake where there's lots of beaches and golf courses and stuff to uh, do here. So I, I, I don't, uh, like, I, I get why they want to move. But then secondly, also, it's it's a big problem that they, here in Canada as well, you had the central bank chief, like during the midst of the crisis, Tim, he came out, and I think we covered it back when, uh, it's Tiff McClam is his name, he used to be like deputy uh, central bank officer, or whatever you call them. And uh, he actually went out and said during the midst of the crisis, it's like, go out, borrow uh, buy that new car, get that new house, you know, like we're going to keep interest rates low until 2023. Uh, and then, of course, now they're talking about maybe raising it earlier. Uh, nobody really knows. Uh, and uh, yeah, all the all that debt, you know, that we accumulated. And I think I actually, uh, let me see if I can pull that up because I just posted it on our Discord group that everybody should join. It's a lot of fun there. Uh, yeah, on, on our Discord group, let me uh, let me show you guys a picture here, because um, this is interesting as well. Talking about debt increase, Tim, uh, and especially like Canada is severely uh, hurt. Like, look at this. This is all the you know big countries in the world, like G20 plus countries. And as we could see here, uh, we have you know an insanity of uh, percentage. Like we're up 80 percent, Tim. 80% in debt. Uh, when you look at the big scheme, actually the government debt, like unofficially, has risen by uh, 100% in one year. So all the debt, you know, for 150 something years, uh, has just, you know, uh, been doubled in one year. And what you're spending, and then uh, non-financial corporations, just utterly amount, uh, and then households. Look, look, look at this. Like the only one that's comparable is New Zealand on households. But nobody can compare to us some government spending to GDP ratio, uh, and and all debt. You know, like we're up eighty percent all debt. Uh, like we we almost double our debt in one year. Like who does that? Who do they think they are? Like Donald Trump doing that? But then we also <laughs> have the we also have the Reuters article that you had shown shown us where uh, basically it says that Canada inflation hits eighteen year high with election yep. just days away. And I so while you were talking, I was looking this up. Yep. 
I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, and it's funny that the website is actually not the B.com. So like so like not the Babylon B. Like this is actually real life. And the Biden administration's at Brian D's NEC on skyrocketing grocery prices. I'll just let you guys listen to this because it's just like so pants on fire craziness. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Text here is uh, the focus, uh, the appropriate focus on the question of grocery prices um, and the increase in grocery prices that we have seen. The context here is uh, the focus, uh, the appropriate focus on the question of grocery prices um, and the increase in grocery prices that we have seen recently over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and if we if we unpack that, uh, one of the interesting findings of the report that we put out today is that about half of the overall increase in grocery prices can be attributed to a significant uh, increase in prices in three products, in uh, beef, in pork, and in poultry. And in beef and in pork, we've seen double-digit increases in prices over the last uh, couple of months. Um, in fact, if you look at the category that uh, is grocery prices, what economists call food at home, so food that is being uh, purchased uh, to eat at home, um, in a number of areas we've seen, if you take out those three categories, we've actually seen inc uh, price increases that are more in line with uh, historical norms. And we've seen some categories, for example, fresh fruits and vegetables prices have actually declined uh, since Bullshit. the end of last year. And if you look at a category like eggs, Go to the store. Um, obviously a similar uh, supply chain, similar input uh, and feed costs to poultry, um, uh, the price of eggs has actually come down over the last couple of months. The real drivers in these three areas, these three proteins. Um, if you look at that market, the thing that is striking is across beef, uh, poultry and, uh, and pork, significant consolidation in those industries so anywhere from 55 to 85 percent of the market yeah so if we don't count like we just don't count most of the shit that people buy at the grocery store the prices actually haven't gone up that yeah. much at all and like yeah exactly bullshit. come on yeah and complete bullshit to say oh the price of fruits and vegetables have actually been going down absolute bullshit i mean but i you know what happened tim this Oh no! Not for eating. If you're eating organic, it's not you know going down at all. I mean, I I think like a little pack of raspberries is like four bucks, or for organic, or like a little pack of like organic uh you know strawberries is probably about like six bucks over by me now. You know, it's just now you can get like all like the GMO stuff that's you know doused you know like with crazy amounts of glyphosate and and Monsanto bullshit, uh, which I guess now is owned by Bayer. Uh, what? Hey, you got the yeah. uh, shrinkflation. Yeah, shrinkflation. <laughs> yeah, they got the shrinkflation. I mean, yeah, they're going to start having like, you're going to start getting like an ounce of meat and it's going to cost as much as like a pound used to. Oh, don't worry. I mean, there's so many ways they rig this number, but Eat I mean, to have, bugs. and then and then you've also had like the Biden administration regime come out. One of their economists came out and says, or Biden's like, according to my economists, they think that there's no correlation between there's actually like a video on this maybe we can find it you know while you're talking but it says something like oh according to my economist there's actually no uh you know correlation between people getting paid more to not work and stay at home and the labor shortages like we like my economists don't see any correlation with that and so uh i mean it's just like we're like in complete crazy land when it comes yeah. to like all these you know terrorists over here who are just trying to like dictate how things are but yeah i had i wasn't sure if you guys had seen that clip where like one of their I'd say that, yeah, economists, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's just stunning. Like how these morons get to say stuff like that and actually get away with it because, you know, like, uh, actually my, so, you know, being the fed, I run out of ammo. It's not working anymore. Tim, <laughs> the, the, the fiscal policies, I can't print more money. I can't do more deficit spending. What do I do. Well, back, like, in, well, well back in 2006, like even Obama thought that print that raising the debt. So it was a bad thing. And when he was a junior senator, he said, that, you know, the fact that we are here today to debate raising America's debt limit is a sign of leadership failure. It's a sign that the U.S. government can't pay its own bills. It's a sign that we now <laughs> depend on ongoing financial assistance for foreign countries to finance our government's reckless fiscal policies over the past five years. And again, it's like two years before I got in office. I guess technically three years. Our federal debt has increased by three point five trillion to eight point six. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That is trillion with a T. Again, this is Obama talking. That is money that we have borrowed from the Social Security Trust Fund, borrowed from China, 
and Japan borrow from the American taxpayers. And over the next five years, between now and 2011, the president's budget will increase the debt by almost another $3.5 trillion. I mean, that seems like chump change now. Uh, I mean, now they're talking about like $3.5 trillion that they don't have like in one fell swoop and all these different like programs that they're, that they're trying to run. And so, you know, it's really easy to talk tough when you're not there. And I think that you had a clip as well that we can try to show. Let me try to find this. But you had a clip where one of the uh, Democratic senators said something along the lines of like, oh, it doesn't matter. Actually, I haven't even listened to it, so I don't want to speculate at what he's saying. But let's uh, go take a look at this <laughs> clip over here. We are not broke as a nation. Uh, we are not bankrupt. We can't go bankrupt. We, we absolutely cannot go bankrupt because we have the power to create as much money as we need to spend to serve the American people. Until we're not the we're, until we're not the world reserve currency anymore, and then it, all that math doesn't matter. And, and thank God that we have Bitcoin that you know was in, yeah. which actually the anniversary of that almost came up. And I guess you know before we forget, I mean this uh, basically yesterday was today's the sixteenth. Yesterday the fifteenth was the anniversary of Lehman Brothers going down. My first yeah. day on the job. Welcome to the business. <laughs> uh, so I just hit my thirteen year anniversary, which you know I think the odds of you making it thirteen years in the financial services is probably and then moving cross country and everything is probably about like one percent. So you know here I am, uh, you know beating the odds. You know somebody said welcome to always. the fucking show. Yeah, welcome to the fucking show. Here's a phone book, and you're 22 years old, and start calling people to give you their life savings the day the market crashes, and you know everyone's you know scared shitless, and like basically had no direction. Can only imagine. Yeah, welcome to the business. Lean Brothers down. I mean, back then I think the market was down. I think intraday was like over like seven or eight hundred. I think it finished. It was like six 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 that 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 it was down. And it's funny because I think the S and P eventually got to like six 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 or something like. Of course, like they, you know, that was like like you know, throw this stuff like in our faces. Uh, and then the other, other anniversary is, uh, I think this is tomorrow will be the anniversary of this one is the repo uh, market craziness. And and I would just suggest, you know, people just go back to the episodes that we did two years ago when we we're in the thick of things. But uh, you know, that was another rabbit they pulled out of their hats back then when all of a sudden they started, you know, there were some banks that, that essentially uh, you know, were running out of money and they, uh, and other banks wouldn't lend money to them. And eventually like other banks started lending money to them for like 10 or 11% when they could have went to the fed at 1.25, but, and then the fed came out and started basically letting everybody go there and started having like, uh, you know, hundred billion eventually got up to like a trillion dollar repos. And there was like back to back trillion dollar repos that were like out for a month. And I mean, I've already forgot about a lot of this stuff, but, uh, anyways, oh, you know, here we no go. Reason- Yep. So, it, so can you explain what's going on for the people that are listening to this right now and can't view what's going on? Yeah. So, so what the what I'm showing right now is basically on September 17th, 2019, uh, the Fed had to come in with an intervention in the repo market that was 53.15 billion dollars in purchases overnight uh, from the banks. But what actually happened? So they continue these purchases uh, to prop up the bank. It actually hit its height. Uh, on uh, the 17th uh, of March uh, in 2020. Uh, that's an interesting date, isn't it? Because, you know, at the peak of the market crash, basically, uh, that we had. And, of course, you know, it brought it down. It peaked up again, you know, back in uh, in uh, May of uh, well, There's of also year, a reason so. that happened in, in March is because at yeah. that point they said they didn't need to keep any fucking reserves anymore. So there really wasn't a need to yeah. have to do a repo is only if they wanted to do a repo. Uh, so like traditionally, like the high level version of this, like some banks will have 9% of reserves. Some banks will have like 11% of reserves at the end of the day and they needed to have 10. And so the bank that has nine yeah. will then go borrow from the bank that has 11. And it got to the point where things were freezing up two years ago and then like yeah, banks the interest didn't rates went go, to 10, 10 yeah, like banks didn't want to go yeah like banks didn't want to go to the fed be, or fed because it's sort of like a scarlet letter like oh wow you're in big trouble and then like other banks could then use that to then like market against that other bank and so they decided that they would rather pay like 10% annualized yeah. uh, overnight so, to uh, so what happened yeah so what happened was that the overnight went to term repos so here you could see the term repo interventions that what happened is now. they released a uh, a virus that was made in the Wuhan lab to then uh, be the cover to then print trillions of dollars to then cover up the and buy up all the bonds from the uh, you know investment grade companies that were about to be rated as junk and basically in my opinion this whole entire 
pandemic was a financial cover-up in order to get everyone's eye off of what was happening in the financial markets, focusing on the, you know, on the health yeah. markets and what's going on. And in my no, opinion, that, everything that they've done has, you know, made things dramatically worse, but that's a whole nother topic. Oh, of course. And, and, and you know what, uh, Salent, George Salente, I was listening to an interview with him and, uh, Kim, uh, with, uh, Kim, with, uh, Rob Kiyosaki and Kim Kiyosaki. They were, he actually said that, you know, this looks like it was intentionally released because you remember, uh, uh, the protests in Hong Kong, the protests all around the world. Everybody was protesting. And if you listen, really listen to them, it wasn't just so much about freedom or whatever. It actually was about uh, lack of purchasing power from destruction of their livelihoods in France. You know, like their government is 62% of the economy. Uh, it's just, you know, strangling the poor uh, private sector that's left in the country, right? Uh, and that now you have that back again where a lot of countries, but right now too, there's other invention, uh, intervention going on and the money markets, Tim, I, I don't know if you could tell people about the reverse repo market right now that is happening uh, where you actually see the, it's the reverse side of the repo basically. So uh, if you could just explain quickly what a reverse repo is versus a repo. Uh, and then uh, actually what you can see here, it's actually peaking at like record highs. And I believe uh, who was it? I think it was UBI, a guy from UBI or something that said when it hits UBS, 1.3 trillion, UBS, sorry. Yeah. And when it hits 1.3 trillion, we could be in for a lot of trouble. And it's starting to sniff at that point. It's up at like 11, 1.13 trillion today or something. So yeah, th things are starting to happening. And, and I think there's a lot of trouble coming down the line very, very soon here. Uh, yeah, so I, mean, and, I guess like a so yeah. I guess like a repo would be the banks give collateral to, uh, to the Fed and then get cash, and then here would be like the opposite where they're going to be giving getting giving the Fed cash and then they get the collateral, which then sort of like defeats the purpose of them printing 120 but billion dollars a month. Yeah, uh, and they're but they're basically are sitting uh, like the money is sitting at 0.05 percent. Uh, at the Fed uh, as central bank reserves right now. That's what I, like, I've been listening to this the discussion a lot. They're trying to make sense out of it. And uh, as far as I know, like, they're actually a lot of money market funds, they're parking their money at 0.05% because that uh, is a lot better than having it elsewhere, uh, apparently now. So th that doesn't give you a lot of, you know, uh, trust that there's, there's good things going on in the system, does it? Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at where the, you know, the, I mean, the six month uh, treasury bond is only paying, you know, 0 0.05. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you compare it to that, I mean, uh, I mean, basically, you know, it's better, you know, it's like risk free, you know, supposedly to yeah. get the Fed. Whereas, like if risk -free, you, yeah. <laughs> whereas if you go where if you have to lock it up over six months versus overnight, uh, it seems like a much better deal for them. Uh, and I guess, you know, just some of the, you know, kind of rounding this out, uh, you know, I did say, you know, thank God for Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin will be rolling out a new update to its system uh, next month called Taproot. Uh, seemed like the skip to the end version of this is that basically it's going to make Bitcoin have the ability to be more private. I'll still, you know, not necessarily hold my breath out for that one. Uh, also, supposedly going to make it so that way you can have like better, you know, more uh, advanced like smart contracts and the ability to do potentially like DeFi within there. And then also, uh, I think you can fit like more transactions through because like they're like messing around with, I mean, it gets into like really geek stuff and it gets into like the schnorr, different stuff that's going to be over everybody's head that I don't really feel like, uh, you know, kind of get into right now. Then also we take a look at the uh, Bitcoin hash rate. Uh, and I also do have like a bunch of other hash rates on here. So I've got like Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, Dogecoin, uh, Ethereum Classic, Bitcoin Cash, Zcash, Dash, Monero. And they basically are all pretty much not even relevant like even all of them combined are basically a blip on the radar compared to bitcoin and so we did see you know back in uh you know may uh, middle may uh the bitcoin network was almost at 200 exahash which is like just gigantic amount of like mm -hmm. hashes per day and then uh then it got all the way down to like about like 68 exahash uh and right around like july now it's you know creeping back up to you know a pretty healthy number it's around 155 so you know when china kicked off i always feel like saying like china when china kicked off all their miners uh you know basically what would end up happening which makes me think of like joe biden now when i think of miners but you know when they kicked well, they off kept their, their gold miners though 
Kept go. I mean, if, I mean, a really dumb idea by China to do that, but you know, I'm sure people were yeah. underground and had to go ship them to other places or be more clandestine or convert what they're doing. Uh, but, well, they're you know, basically I, competing with the government, right? That's why they had to come after them. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily obvious. like, and I'm not like a Bitcoin maximalist, but when it comes no. to like proof of work uh, and like what has like the most amount of uh, you know store of value and work going into it and network security, like nothing comes close to Bitcoin. So although. No. I'm not a maximalist and I like, you know, the other innovation that's going on. It's just, you know, you have to point out that there's just so much more work and power and network security in there that, you know, you could have like a fraction of the Bitcoin hashing power going over to, let's say, you know, Bitcoin cash, although philosophically I more agree with them or going over to one of these other well, protocols to kind of take them over. Uh, although there are some, I think it's, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, it's like Komodo or something where uh, one of the where I think like pirate chain is based off of where they're where it's somehow built into Bitcoin where you'd have to in order to like attack it you'd have to attack Bitcoin and Komodo to then I'm just I don't own any Komodo I'm just like saying that as like a uh, and that, or maybe that was like maybe it was like Zcash I forgot which one it is uh, but you know Zcash has its own problems in terms of like founder fees and I mean yeah I'm not yeah. gonna make like a whole entire uh, well, Bitcoin spiel on things that people don't care about right now but uh well, I, th I think what's happening now, Tim, is that we're seeing the move towards, I wrote an article back in 2014 uh, about who, what's going to, you know, Bitcoin, the right, no, I think I called the, the rise of the Bitcoin empire. And basically I was talking about uh, what would be the next world reserve currency. And I looked at Bitcoin versus the SDR at the time, actually. Very interesting. I, I went back and I couldn't believe that I, I actually wrote that uh, piece back in the day. And uh, I was talking about, you know, the, the potential for Bitcoin to become that reserve currency, which is really, uh, it's starting to show, you know, how it could actually become that. Because uh, we'll look at, you know, we had El Salvador just recently made it legal tender, right? Uh, so you get the El Salvadorian economy. Uh, you're going to get a lot of investment there just because Wasn't of that. Like and Ukraine, they probably know like that. To... Uh, the... Yeah, like Ukraine. Yeah, yeah Ukraine is just working on it. Yeah, Ukraine is just working on similar things in Ukraine as well because the hryvnia, the the it's another shit uh, fiat coin uh, out there. Uh, you know, had massive inflation, and of course, uh, they tried to take over that country. Uh, both uh, Monsanto with uh, Victoria and Newland and everybody with the coup that they had, and they really want to take that away from Russia because Russia. Uh, you know, has like half of the population is Russian. They want to be Russia, whatever. Uh, and so that's what that whole thing they took over, you know, the uh, the Crimea Peninsula there. That's where the port is to the Black Sea for the Russians and all that stuff. Sounds but again, it, it it comes back to that, you know, a good asset will eat up, uh, you know, the other bad money. You know, it just attracts it to to itself because when you have something that actually have a fixed value, uh, that you can, well, it's still inflation on it right now because you're still fixed increasing the supply. supply. Yeah, but you have an end fixed supply, and I think year 2100, if I'm not mistaken, it right there, uh, Arthur. So uh, it basically is, uh, you know, the best asset that we really had, you know, that you can have a scarce asset. It is digital, and it could stop to uh, exist in an instant if you shut off all the Bitcoin miners. What are you going to do? Uh, but you know, it is such a powerful and decentralized system that I, I it's going to be like, I, I always made the comparison to from the beginning of it being like the BitTorrent uh, system. You know, BitTorrent is still around. Everybody's using it to download, you know, illegal movies or whatever, right? And uh, they never, you know, managed to ever I'm come not, close to watch, shutting it down. Movies, so. No, I'm but uh, yeah. But that's what you know. It is BitTorrent was massive for that, and and uh, it's still around, and it's still bigger than ever, right? That people are downloading, uh, you know, illegal stuff, and and <laughs> and actually, BitTorrent has their own uh, blockchain as well. If people wasn't aware of it, uh, but yeah, no, again, like decentralized systems are very powerful, and and I think pe uh, especially the the elites are discounting the power of decentralization because all they can think about is centralization of things, right? And, you know, they don't want the central central bank digital currency. They want the social credit score for everybody that they could trace and track everybody. But what does na humans naturally want to have? Well, we just want to be left alone, most of us, you know, like just 
leave me the hell alone, you know, I would do my thing. It's like you really go down to NAS people. That's probably what they would like to have, you know, in their life. They don't want, you know, the government being on the door knocking all the time, wanting uh, to steal some more money from them. So I, I think like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, like during this next, uh, I still, I, I still like haven't said no to my uh, 300,000 uh, dollars Bitcoin because it's totally possible still. Uh, it, it's got to reach, I think like uh, three or four trillion dollars in market capitalization uh, to be able to pull that off. Uh, but I think it's only needs like two something, 2.5 trillion to actually make it to 150. So I think that's totally possible for it to move in fiat terms. But I'm trying to tell people, it's like, how about we look past that fiat price and actually, you know, why, why don't we just price things in cryptocurrencies and get rid of these garbage uh, shit coins that I would call all the uh, the cryptos. And, and then these stable coins, you know, got to laugh at them. You know, there's nothing but stable about them because they're backed by these uh, ever diminishing value fiat currencies. Sorry to go on a rant there, but. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here for people. Yeah. The people are here for are here for the rants. And, uh, you know, as we're finishing up, if you uh, speaking of another rant, it's probably going to piss, uh, you know, everybody off because, you know, it pissed me off. I saw this, you know, right before we came on here. This is uh, Don Lemon talking to Chris Cuomo. I mean, what a pair over there and it's you know, of course we've got to talk about some of the uh uh you know the anti-vaxxers and how they're going to leave people behind but anyways i'll let you guys uh i'll let you guys uh listen to this for your uh listening pleasure i think we have to stop coddling people when it comes to this and the vaccine saying oh you can't shame them you can't call them stupid you can't call them silly again yes they are the people who aided and abetted trump are stupid because they believed his big lie the people who are not getting vaccines who are believing the lies on the internet instead of science. I feel science hey, first of all, uh, stop, hey, talk, stop that right now. Hey, first of all, Don, he created Warp Speed, Operation Warp Speed, you moron. He was the one pushing it to begin with. Yeah, that should be. <laughs> and a, he's still out there lie. saying that you should. Like, he took his vaccine and he's very proud of it. It's like, everybody should take the vaccine, but I believe everybody has their choice. <laughs> Sorry, keep on going, Tim. Fine. <laughs> Because they are keeping the majority of Americans behind. You didn't feel that way about the polio vaccine. You don't feel that way about measles, mumps, yes, rubella when it comes yep. to your children. And all of a yep. sudden, this vaccine about that one. is yep. different. What, what's different about it? The only different thing about it is... All right. Well, what's different about it is it's an mRNA uh, gene therapy shot that actually isn't even yeah. a vaccine. Like, you fucking retard, for one. Uh, Everything is different so about not, it. So, so yeah, I don't even sorry. like the other... I don't like the other vaccines, but the thing is, this is not even like a vaccine and the other ones like there is i guess some proof that you know that they might actually to some degree work but there's obviously you know poisons and chemicals in there as well but this well, it's one preservative like, why free we, you know yeah like why Sorry. do we have to go get a vaccine that is either like it either works and we shouldn't we we're not risking anybody because it works or it doesn't work and we shouldn't have to get it to begin with. So like you can't have it both ways. Anyways, let's let's keep playing this out. Because of your politics today. The the people talking about, well, I don't know what's in the shot, Chris. I don't know what's in that shot. I'll they tell can, you what's not in it. Hold on. A let tracking me, device. Yeah, yeah, let me let me let me finish this. You oh, know, a tracking device isn't in it. So, all right. Well, now it makes me think of tracking. Hey, what, what about the yeah. nanolipids, yeah, guys, that are showing yeah. as MSDS uh, carcinogenic? Have you guys talked about that? I'll tell you what's not in it, a tracking device. Okay, great. You, you said a yeah. tracking device isn't in it, but it failed to talk about what actually is in it. You know, what's that, yeah. you know what they, they get shots oh, it's in? A, it's a great way to Nowadays, offset it, right? In their rear ends, they're getting shots to make it bigger. They're getting shots in their face. They don't know what's in Botox. They don't know what's in uh, the stuff. Nothing wrong with Botox. People tried don't it. know what they eat. Look, what they drink, I tried what it they once. Smoke. My eyebrow went up. I don't have it now. As you can see, I got all these wrinkles. Everybody asked me when I'm going to get. You can eat Botox. But listen, nothing wrong with Botox. Clearly. But I'm saying, do people really know what's in stuff that they inject in their bodies all the time? And they're what like, they oh, eat? They what they eat, what they drink. Yeah, yeah. the same yeah, we actually do. The vaccine. That's why we yeah. don't want it. Uh, actually, a lot of people don't know, and that and that's why a lot of yeah, Americans well, are fat. That's why a lot of people are. You know, dying and sick because they don't pay attention to this stuff. Anyways, let's continue. Stop it. Stop it with the ignorance. And we have to stop saying, oh, well, you know, you have to listen to people. And uh, no, you don't. These people are being harmful to the greater good. 
You don't have to listen to a minority of people who are being harmful to the greater good and who are not. Did he say we don't listen to minorities? Acting on logic, reason, and science. I had had an issue, I told you, Chris, when my family was here, and they were saying, well, I don't know, I just don't know. I said, you know how you got here to visit me in New York? You took an airplane. What is that? Science, right? You know why people live to be older than 40, 50, 60 years old these days? Uh, because they had like sanitation and running water and other shit that they didn't have. You, back you know then. what else is science? Too? Bathing in like their feces back then. What? Hey, Don. You know what else is science? All those poor people that die and get Bell's palsy and they get uh, myocarditis and all this stuff. That's science too. <laughs> uh, science, medicine. No one questions that. You know why people? A lot it, of people fucking question that. I'm we're questioning it right now, Don. You know what? What is? Hey, so you know why? Maybe, uh, maybe the your, rest. Your maybe family. you and maybe the you and the rest of your gay friends should have questioned Fauci back hey. in the '80s when they was giving them AZT, which was killing them. But nobody questioned him back then, or the people that did question or, him got basically you know crucified for it. Yeah, or your black comrades, you know, that got injected with syphilis by the government. You know, trust the government. Don't, and, yeah, and don't question it. Yeah. And now they're going after like Nicki Minaj a big time because she didn't take the uh, shot and she was denied access to the Met. Anyways, we're almost done with this. Victory about it. When people get sick, they go into the hospital and they say, no, throw no. it all, give it to me, inject it, put it in me. And you're going to pay a whole lot of money and you're going to tax the medical system when you could have gotten it for free and you wouldn't be in that position in the first you're place. You're going to question the vaccine, but you want to take it's the whole free. thing. <laughs> um, but look, here's the thing. I, I accept... Uh, everything you've just said, most of all, the idea that the majority cannot be healed by the tyranny of a minority. Yeah. Uh, their stubbornness has to be their own consequence. And the rest of us have to be able to live life. <laughs> where now, is that? Where is that? Is that from like, is that like Alexi de Tocqueville? Like the, and it was like, I don't know. That's, that's totally tyranny. like, like the actual saying is a tyranny of the majority in about like, yeah, it's, dem- I call I say uh, a democracy is tyranny of the majority. That's what I, I say. It's, it's Alexi, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Alexia de Tocqueville. I'm trying to look this up right now. Tyranny of the majority. Do, 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 do. Argue, John. Book. Um, anyway, I remember like reading about this and, and basically maybe it's James. No, it was James Madison, actually. Uh, James Madison called the tyranny majority. And, and actually, I can't read the rest because it was it cut it off. But uh, yeah, so I mean, the saying is tyranny the majority. Now they're calling call it the tyranny of the minority. Well, we're underneath the tyranny minority of a small group of psychopaths running everything who are just you know, effing everything up left and right. And then they're trying to say, and, and so if we're the tyranny of the minority and it's the minority that aren't vaccinated, then what's the big fucking problem? Why is there 300% more cases today than there was when there wasn't a vaccine? I actually probably, I'm speculate, not a doctor over here, speculate that it's actually the vaccine that's causing all the mutations, the at least a bad. The yeah. thing is like, you have obviously like a lot of mutations going on because we're at already the mu variant. And so all we've really heard about so far is the alpha. All we've really heard about is the alpha, the Delta and the mu. But the thing is between Delta Lambda. and mu, uh, I heard like a yeah, tiny bit about Lambda, but I mean, you've got a lot of uh, what was so after Delta, I think it's like Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa. I can't wait till they come to Ohm, which is natural resistance. Well, I can't, I can't wait for the next. Do you know what the next variant would be called after, uh, after Mu? No, it's actually called New, so like NU. So the next, the next variant will actually be called the new variant, uh, NU. Uh, that but the thing sense. is, like, I. My speculation, again, pure speculation here, is that the other variants I just mentioned that you didn't really hear about, those are probably the more naturally occurring variant from the unnatural coronavirus that they made up in the lab to begin with. And the one that you hear about, like the Delta, and maybe, you know, now they're starting to talk about the Mu, maybe those ones are the ones that are coming from like the actual vaccinated people that are shedding and then creating these like new super mutant mutations. because like, how are they? How are they able to make like a virus that's a thousand times more contagious, supposedly according to the numbers, but yet it's like just as dangerous and just as strong? Because if it's a thousand times more dangerous, it should be a uh, sorry, a thousand times more contagious. It should be then like a thousand times less lethal. Because like, as you make a virus get more and more contagious, then the, the lethality would then go down. But this time, it's like not the case, and that's like. So it's sort of like if you're playing like a video game, like back in the day and like you can create like a player and you want them to either like run fast or you want them to jump high or shoot threes. Or you can't just like max out every single category because you're only working with like so much. So you can't say, oh, I want to have this guy be like 
absolute sharpshooter and fast as possible because like there's only like so much things to work with that's sort of like a virus maybe it's a bad analogy but like if you're making it more contagious from a variant then it would have to then be less lethal but now it's way more contagious supposedly according to their own numbers but just as lethal or maybe even more lethal like that doesn't happen out so i i think it's this whole frankenshot that's doing it to begin with is my theory there's gonna be some things that we talk about right here that are controversial that are not good for who tube yeah. they tube and so that portion you guys can find on the podcast you can find on the website at timandjohnshow.com you can find it on BitChute. you can find an odyssey but you're not going to find it on who tube because they're going to probably kick us off because we're talking about actual real stuff that has to deal with the pandemic and they don't like that sort of stuff so make sure you guys go to tim and john show dot com yeah. sign up for the email list and you guys can get it that way but you know what we're sorry we just can't post everything I mean, we're, we're pushing the envelope on youtube but there's only so much you can push like they even like kicked ben stein off the other day and ben stein's like well you know i'm glad i still got the vaccine even though it basically almost killed me and fucked me up but i didn't say fuck me up but uh you know uh but uh uh, you know, and he's like had some like criticism of what was going on with him and they like kicked him off of YouTube, like very mild mannered, like covering all of his bases. Wasn't well, they really even, like, didn't like radical. when Joe Rogan took Ivermectin and got tilt. And, and he did some other things well too. Him. Like he did some, like, I forgot what it was called. Like some sort of like yeah. some sort of therapy where you're taking like people who've already like, uh, got healed up from the virus and like taking part of their like blood and then putting it into you. But that's like something that like you, the average person just can't do and cause to get natural plasma from the blood or yeah, maybe oh, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was called. And, and, yeah. and, uh, Dr. Frank, who's like one of Ernie's best friends, Ernest Hancock's best friends had a show on it, uh, because he's a naturopathic doctor and, uh, he actually caught COVID and was sort of like getting over it while he was on the show. And he was talking about what Joe Rogan was doing from you know that standpoint it was sort of like one of the overlooked things that people uh weren't necessarily talking about but anyways this portion that portion will probably only be on the but uh, uh I, got, I got one more little fun uh, fun tidbit you know when you talk about uh, like locally here in manitoba so i I'll we, we got two more right fun now. tidbits because we have to get to the fuck joe biden chance too so oh yeah, yeah definitely but anyways so look at all the vaccination here so 79 percent is vaccinated in manitoba and we still have people that are supposedly getting covid uh, is that adults that or is that ever is that adults or everybody in Manitoba? So everybody, okay, everybody, yeah, everybody, yeah. So it's uh actually well actually there's not everybody is still set to get the vaccine. Some are like especially the young kids that will is the most prone to myocarditis by the way and inflammation of the heart. There's lots of kids that have died or severely got heart attacks or whatever at they're a young kicking age. people off they're kicking people off social media who have like 16 year old kids who've died and then yeah. you know these are people who got the vaccine themselves and believed in it and then all of a sudden their kids yeah. die like a couple days later like, and uh you. they're like oh Stop. sorry you know we're gonna kick your ass off youtube kick you off uh gofundme yeah. kick you off facebook kick you off twitter kick you off instagram yeah. they just put Nicki minaj in twitter jail for you know have for basically <laughs> saying uh uh, that you know, one of her cousin's friends in Trinidad, uh, you know, balls started swelling, and and now the guy's impotent and can't get it up, and and he was supposed to get married in like a week, and now like his bride called off the wedding, and she's like, you know what, I'm not saying I'm not getting it, but I'm not gonna get it to go to the Met, and I need to do well, some more so research. Listen, and they kicked her, you know, and they like, kicked her off, yeah. they kicked her off Twitter, not kick her off. She's in Twitter jail now for saying that. So, yeah. So well, this is breakthrough cases and, and uh, like they said like oh if you're partially vaccinated you don't count uh you still got the shit in your body come on so like there's 28 uh so there's almost like 40 percent that was breakthrough cases already at manitoba after we have uh, supposed like one of the most vaccinated populations in the world by the way uh when it comes to state or province um and uh, yeah, people here are just worshiping it. We got like our uh, immunization card, so I can't go anywhere for restaurants, for gyms, for uh, any sports events, uh, all this stuff. Like we, we have that here as well. And everybody's pressuring me. Everybody wants me to go and take the jab. And it, it just don't you want to get it off? You want to get off the share? Do you want to get off the share? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's. <laughs> And I'm from I, near I I'm from near know. Buffalo, New York, and uh, Buffalo Bills. Not that I care about football or anything, but the Buffalo Bills just made it so that way. In order to go to the games, I think it's like start. I don't know the exact date. I think it's starting like a week and a half from now. You have to at least have one shot, and then by you know October 31st or something, you've got to have your second shot. Otherwise, you can't get into the stadium to watch. You know, 
uh you know a bunch of guys groping each other throwing around a ball uh that are basically just turning you know it's sort of like the male soap opera these days so you know i don't watch football not because i'm not a man's man or a guy's guys because you know i see all the programming that's going into it and uh at least you know i maybe the only thing i would watch is the fact that you've got like all these chants now across college stadiums with people chanting you know f joe biden so you know, it was happening at like the Tennessee game. It's happening at, you know, like the Auburn game. I think the Alabama game, uh, you know, the, the LSU game. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, so if there's like one good Virginia tech game uh, and these are colleges that probably have like 90% of the students vaccinated to begin with. And, and let's, and the, the last point I want to bring up is I have a daughter right now who a four-year-old and a six-year-old. So the four-year-old uh, was in a class in preschool where one of her preschool mates got coronavirus. So now she's underneath like contact tracing and can't go to school, but she lives with my six-year-old and my six-year-old can go to school, even though she lives with a four-year-old that can't go to school because of contact tracing. And the same thing with like, I've got two half sisters. I don't know their exact age is bad to say, but maybe like 12 and 14. And like, I think that, I think the 12 year old, same exact deal where she can't go to school but the 14 year old can even though they live with each other and so it's just like like i want to see the science in that and maybe the last thing i'll bring up i know i've said that probably like three or four times now now i sound like chris neff from my cash days that keep going on and on and on but i tried to actually get on a plane recently when i went back to new york with a gas mask on and 100 mask and they actually wouldn't let me on the plane with the gas mask uh and so (laughs) and so i'm like Wait a minute. So I just went on record that I can't be too safe here. So, you know, when I tried flying in February 2020 and I wore a mask just to be a, really a, just be a dick at the time, uh, you guys were really pissed off at me. Then I flew in July 2020 without a mask and you guys are pissed off at me. And now here I am not allowed to get on a plane with a mask that's too good. So I've got to take off my mask that's too good and put on like your bullshit paper mask. And she's like, well, you know, we're just doing our job. I'm like, oh, you haven't heard that before in Nazi Germany. And she's like, you know, it just is what it is. And, you know, we're just, you know, doing our jobs and we don't like it either. And I'm like, well, you know what? It's just, it's, this is all security theater. And I, I'll have to put up that video. Unfortunately, like I was wearing headphones and I, unfortunately I was like recording through the headphones. So you can kind of, you can hear the audio. Like if I need to probably like master it to go like get it up. But yeah, you can hear that part. And so I have the video from February, 2020, them getting pissed off at me. I've got the video from July, 2020. I'm getting pissed off of me and now I've got the video. So I've got the whole triumvirate of all the hypocrisy when it comes to flying. And so I was like, yeah, I can't. And then I actually, on the way back, I, I wasn't going to mess around with it because I didn't want to get stuck in New York. It's like one thing that's stuck in Phoenix. Another thing gets stuck in New York. Like it's the last place I want to get stuck. So, uh, as I'm going, you don't want to hang out with Cuomo. Yeah, no. So as I'm getting, yeah. So as I'm going through uh, TSA, I forget that like my gas mask is in my bag and my grandpa was like, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. So he was, uh, you know, he had some like walkie talkies. I'm doing lots, lots of camping nowadays. It was like no cell signals. So uh, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'll take those walkie talkies. So meanwhile, I'm like going through in my bag about like five walkie talkies. That looks really fucking suspicious. And I thought that that is what was going to set it off. And they're like, no, it's not the walkie talkies. I'm like, well, I don't know what it is then. And then they go in my bag and then they pull up the gas mask. And it was actually this black lady. She's like, man, you ready for anything right now? Aren't you? And she's like, what is this? I'm like, it's actually a, it's a gas mask. And uh, she's like, why do you have that? I'm like, I'm like, well, honestly, I'm really was wearing it to try to expose your guys hypocrisy of, you know, what's going on. And she's like, where can I get me one of those? And, and uh, then she was telling me about like her food prep supplies and what she's doing. And meanwhile, I'm wearing like a, not my government shirt and like camouflage shorts. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. she was actually incredibly nice to me, uh, which I thought was shocking, but yeah. As soon as they pull up the gas mask, I'm like, oh God, here, here it goes. I'm dressed like, you know, a terrorist basically. I've got the radios in there. I've got, they just pulled out a gas mask. I'm like, oh God, they're going to, you know, I, hopefully I don't miss my flight here. And, here. and so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I thought that was kind of funny because I had completely forgot that it was in the bag too. Uh, yeah. Not to like, oh yeah, here's a thought criminal that, you know, can't be too safe over here. And hey, that's a, that's hey a great buddy, movie. look at the, uh... Well, let them let them know. We got people, John, who are listening to us who don't see what you've got on the on the uh, screen right now. Yeah. So you gotta let the people know. This is this is Klaus. Ah, eats the bugs. <laughs> so, so John's got I basically a, have it. Yeah, go ahead. Meme of Klaus Schwab as uh, as uh, Doctor Evil, 
uh, superimposed over that. But anyways, I do have to get running over here. I think I've drank <laughs> too much seltzer water. So I've got to go, uh, Sam Trevor said, I've got to go jam. So, uh, you know, thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for, you know, putting up with, uh, the rants ramblings. Sorry that it's been so long that we've, you know, in, you know, break between these videos. Uh, but anyways, I'm Tim Pichot with the Liberty advisor. You guys can check me out the Liberty advisor.com. Uh, you know, probably sometime in the next month, we're going to be like really tightening up our process to get like crypto into IRAs and getting crypto. We're, we're like dramatically speeding it up. We're going from like two, three month process of having to go through IRA LCs and screwing around to, you know, going to be something where you can have like actual crypto in your retirement account and have it take days. So if you guys want to, you know, kind of, you know, hit me up, Pretty and badass, sign, up on the, yeah, sign up on the waiting list uh, to get on to that. Uh, you know, we got that coming up. We got other people coming on board to help out what we're doing over here. Uh, lots of fun and exciting things. So check us out at libertyadvisor.com. Also our propaganda. You can check John out at theeconomictruth.org. And then uh, Arthur Diamond Hands, you can check him out in the Discord or anywhere else you want people to check you out. Uh, yeah, just follow me on Float. And yeah, I'll be on the Discord. Links in the description. Yeah, Float for me as well. F-O-O-T-E. He's a floater. We're floaters. We're all floaters. Yep. Or join yep. float.com. Anyways, Take care, guys, and uh, thank you guys so much for, for hanging with us.